Hey, this is Ashika. And I'm Alexa. And this is Nari Nest. Welcome back, friends. Thank you again. Episode three. I cannot believe we're on number three already. Super exciting. As we've been kind of posting some tidbits and breadcrumbs on our Instagram, we want to explore today the never-ending, eternal question of finding yourself. What is finding yourself? Like, are you actually ever really finding yourself? Or like, do found. what? Are, because when you're finding something, you're looking for something that is a hard and fast yes, it exists, right? Mm. Are any of us really hard and fast? Yes, this is Alexa, and this will be Alexa forever. Is that's, it a concrete that's some deep shit right there? Do you know what I'm saying? Though <laughs> no, no, I do. So I, I feel like what's interesting is someone once told me like nothing. There's no, you know how some people say like the only two things that are real in life are life are death and taxes. Yes. Someone was like, that's not even. Right. Don't even say that. Really, the only real thing is life. In life is I am. You right. just are. You are right. right. So. So this is an interesting play on that because you're it saying... is because it's like, are you fine? It's to me, you're not finding yourself after kids or before kids or before job or after job or before marriage or after marriage, you are creating mm. yourself and mm. you're recreating and creating some more mm. and then recreating again. Mm. It's like clay. Yeah. When you put a blob of clay on that spinning pottery wheel, mm -hmm. you don't know, well, a true someone that's been doing it for a while, they don't know what they're creating. Mm -hmm. They're going to mold it and they're going to shape it and it's going to turn into something they like. Right. Or they're going to be like, nope, scrap this, I'm starting over. Mm -hmm. And they will take that pot or bowl that they made and they'll squish it mm -hmm. and start back from that ball of clay. Yeah. So I feel like us saying like, and I was, I think I said this to you, like with Nari Nest, I don't, <laughs> I don't want it to be, things that are said because a lot of this stuff that's said is it really true like finding yourself uh, uh, what are you finding right you've always been there it's like right but creating. i feel like we do lose ourselves along the way and i think yes. what society seems to do what like who we are is just human beings we always want to find the answer right i think right. that's more male energy than feminine energy like the male energy wants to solve the problem, right? So solve this, like find the solution, right? But we all have both in us, right? We have both feminine energy and male energy, depending on the day, depending on the time of month, <laughs> um, you know, depending on situations, one energy comes out more than the other. But I think something that I'm trying to move away from um, and that you even kind of touched on earlier um, you know, when we're trying to fill out all the, like, when you were like, send me a blurb about yourself. I want to put you on the website, which thanks, friend. I'm so excited to be on the You're website. Um, but it was so interesting because I had written on there, stay at home mom. And you were like, but really is, you kind of, you kind of questioned me on it. Right. And I think that is so hard because I feel like we all want to define everything, right? Yes. Like you can't define who you are it's hard to just like put yourself in a box yes and i think also the reason we do that 
And um, this was a conversation that uh, me and a couple of classmates ended up having, again, at that course that I took at UCSD. They were talking about why is it that we feel this pressure to define and have metrics? Mm-hmm. Everything is metrics driven, right? Mm-hmm. They were even talking about like, so if you go for a bike ride every now and then on the weekend, can you call yourself a bicyclist? Mm-hmm. Like, are you really a bicyclist? Mm-hmm. It's because we live in a society that everything is defined by metrics, mm-hmm. numbers, and it has to be measured. Mm-hmm. So finding yourself mm-hmm. is essentially you've set an end goal, mm-hmm. right? And it's mm-hmm. like, that is the goal that I'm working towards. Mm-hmm. But life doesn't work that way. Right. There is no end goal. Right. We don't know what the end goal is because it's always shifting and changing. So I feel like for the purpose of this episode and questioning the status quo, I don't know if we should call it finding yourself. It should truly be creating yourself after kids. Or maybe getting to know yourself. Getting after to know kids. yourself. Yeah, it's it's Those everything but finding. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. Because I feel like it's more empowering mm-hmm. when it's like I never really lost myself or maybe I felt like I did. Mm-hmm. I just need to recreate because right. I'm here. I'm right. present. I'm alive. I brought life mm-hmm. into this world. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not lost. I just need to be given the opportunity to be recreated and to have the space to figure that out. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? What is, what do I look like now post kids mm-hmm. compared to before kids? What can I bring along with me? And what can I maybe just, you know, put in a box for now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think motherhood is like the biggest priority shift of oh, 100% or maybe identity shift. And even identity is, that's another buzzword, right? Yeah. Identity. identity to define, what is your identity? Yeah. Who are you? Mm-hmm. But no, like you are completely turning your whole world upside down by bringing new life into the world because, especially females, especially that primary caregiver, it's it's not about you anymore. It's not, and that's the biggest shift. Is you have to now start prioritizing. Mm-hmm another being Mm -hmm. before yourself Mm -hmm. when it comes to anything Mm -hmm. to a shower to taking a dump to your basic biological needs like Mm -hmm. i need to eat but i gotta feed this kid first or in the newborn stage it's like i gotta eat but i gotta make sure i eat what i need to eat to be able to feed this kid so i produce enough breast milk so every single normal instinct of prioritizing yourself is basically thrown out the window and you are now expected to, and rightfully so, right? It's a choice we all make mm-hmm. to be a parent and to be a mother. But somewhere in that giant mix um, of reprioritizing another human being, you get thrown at the absolute bottom list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the absolute bottom list. That's real. I know it was, I had this moment on Monday. So, Mother's Day was Sunday, mm-hmm. and then you have Monday, which bless bless our kids' school because I looked at the at the meal calendar and it was like cheese pizza on a Monday, and I was like, they had to know, they had to think about moms when they were making this <laughs> this week's lineup for lunch because I'm like, you know, every mom took the day off, quote unquote, yesterday. And then rolled out of bed and said, oh, I've got to make some lunch. lunch. And then looked and said, cheese pizza? Thank you. Thank you. 100%. Like, yes, I'll absolutely let my child buy lunch today. 
No, I was just laughing about that to myself. No, I had like a, I had almost like a hangover on Monday yeah. because I felt like on Friday I went to this mom wellness spin class thing. I had posted about it on find us at Nari Nest Co on Instagram. <laughs> um, I posted about it on Instagram and it was such a cool, like, it was just life giving. It was just an energy boost. It felt really cool because it was just a bunch of moms in a room just trying to prioritize themselves. And I feel like as mothers, we often need to have an excuse to prioritize ourselves. So like I was giving myself the okay to prioritize myself Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I gave myself the whole weekend. I didn't just give myself Sunday. I mean, Sunday was the day. Sunday's Mother's <laughs> Day, right? Right. But on Friday, I went to that spin class and even Saturday was just like, it was relaxing. It, there was no pressure or anything. And I think, you know, that the, knowing that Mother's Day was on Sunday, our partners are probably like, you know, trying to take some yeah, off of they're us. They're putting you first. Yeah. For, for one day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And so that's why I'm like, on Monday, I felt like a hangover because I feel, I felt so kind of bummed out and sad about the fact that I felt, okay, I'm worthy enough to take this time to prioritize myself because it's Mother's Day or it's Mother's Day weekend. So right. like, I can do this for me where I want to take that and like, turn it on its head and say, no, this is how you live out that like dreamy life. Not that you need to be uber selfish. It's never selfish to put yourself first and prioritize yourself. Like if you're thinking of, if you're thinking right now, like, oh my God, no, I would be such a terrible mom if I chose to take a shower, you know, like think yeah. the mom who's sitting there thinking like, I could always do more. I'm, you know, I'm feeling like a terrible mom. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm doing enough. Oh my gosh. I lost my shit on my kid today <laughs> multiple times. You know, that doesn't mean you're a bad mom. You're the fact that you're thinking about it. That's the fact that you're dwelling on it afterwards. It means that you're a great mom. And so it was just interesting. Not really. I'm tying, trying to tie it back, but that it was, it was just interesting how on Monday I was like, Oh, okay. Well, now it's back to like real life instead of not even that it was a vacation, but it was just, I felt like it was okay to well, say yes to what I wanted. And that's, I, I compare that to a lot of times to Cinderella. It's you got dressed up for the ball. You put on your glass slippers. You went to the ball, which was a spin class in this case. <laughs> you did your thing. You had, you know, you felt ball. like Cinderella in the middle of that dance floor. And the clock struck, which mm. was Monday. Mm. And now you're back to your rags down in that little disgusting kitchen that Cinderella was in, cleaning mm -hmm. up My and doing stuff for her yeah. evil yeah. stepmother <laughs> and her evil stepsisters. But I think that, that that putting things aside starts not just at birth. It starts before. Mm. I read this thing somewhere where people were like, as a woman, you become a parent nine months right. before your husband does. Mm -hmm. Nine months is a long damn time yeah. before your husband catches up to you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, right, when you find out you're pregnant, so many things already change. You can't have sushi. You can't have soft cheeses. You can't drink. You can't limit your caffeine. Mm -hmm. Everything at that point becomes about baby. Mm -hmm. And we do it with so much joy and love because we want to. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that there's anything 
wrong with that. It's a very precious and loving feeling. But a lot of times it's almost like being in a dangerous relationship because you start to not think about yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like you as a mom of a daughter, me as a mom of a daughter, mm-hmm. if they were ever in a relationship <laughs> where they are prioritizing themselves all the way at the bottom, mm-hmm. you would stop, right? And you would be like, um, Sammy, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. I would do the same. Naya, is this the healthiest relationship for you? Mm-hmm. So I really think that we sometimes don't see that like being a mother is not just a title, it's a relationship mm-hmm. with this child. And it's a beautiful relationship. It's like awe-inspiring and life-changing, but we have to stop sometimes and be like, okay, is this relationship getting to toxic levels where I'm not prioritizing myself? Mm-hmm. If you looked at it that way, then you would stop, right? And be mm-hmm. like, no, you know what? I should take that hour for myself every Saturday mm-hmm. and go to spin class mm-hmm. or even for me. I feel bad just when I want to go get my crusty feet manicured, right? I'm like, "Mm, should I do that? Like that takes an hour away from prepping ingredients for the week ahead. Mm -hmm. But why? If I thought about it in the sense of, okay, this is a relationship. Mm -hmm. Just like every other person that's in my life is a relationship. We have to be able to to find when it's gotten toxic, Mm -hmm. take a step back, adjust our frame of mind and go forward because this is the one relationship you can't bail on right Right. none of us would no mom is gonna bail on this relationship we're gonna stick it out for life Mm -hmm. (laughs) right these kids are our ride or die Mm -hmm. but we don't take that moment Mm -hmm. to reevaluate when it's reached toxic levels and bring it back down Mm -hmm. and i think that that is where we start to lose ourselves Mm -hmm. because we don't prioritize Mm -hmm. me (laughs) okay here's a deep quote to chew on okay talk to me from at jenna's kitchen mm-hmm. on instagram okay she says i know you're overwhelmed flustered out of breath late and that's okay because you're also brave magnificent strong powerful and kind you might have yelled today but i know you also whispered i love you it's okay to know the things you do better i just hope you also celebrate the things you do so well so that when it's time to wake up in the dark of the morning to do it all over again you will remember how to really see yourself i love that isn't that's that deep so deep <laughs> it's so deep yeah i was like oh damn because <laughs> i always just remember the bad shit. we all I always do. just remember the negative yeah And then I'm wondering if a child's mind does that too, or if the child's mind sees the positive and then we just beat that out of them to when they get older, they only see the negative. That's interesting. I feel, I feel that kids are biologically wired to turn things inward. So I think that they, I think that they model what we do. So if we are constantly being critical of ourselves they do the same thing i also think that they i don't know i think that they're wired to also be this way i think this is just human beings we're wired to be self-critical um and some people grow out of it and some people don't but i think most people live their life being super self-critical it's just like so normal Hmm. to be like oh well you know, I feel like I could have done that better because I feel like when we're self-critical, we feel like we are in control and we can change it. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to be like, oh, no, that was my fault. I could have fixed it. Or I don't know. I, I don't know. 
I'm self-critical, so maybe I'm just speaking from my perspective. Mm -hmm. But I think you've become more that way when you become a mom because you're put in charge of this like this little piece of human that you're supposed to shape. Yeah. So everything, the stakes are much higher. I think that's what it is. Yes. I think that the stakes are so damn high Mm -hmm. that everything has to be exhaustingly perfect. Because if it's not, then you've just raised a monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. It you is can't tough. be perfect. You can't be perfect. This one's hard, girl. It's hard finding yourself. Mm-hmm. I saw this. It's been like on so many different people's Instagrams. And it like it sat with me. I don't know if I should just play it. Because the audio is, is powerful. Okay. Let me just play the audio. Hold on. Person who they are, they'll give you their name. They'll say I'm Bob Proctor, but I'm not. Bob and Proctor are two words. My parents give them to me. They're called names, but it's not me. It's my name. Then some people say, well, this is me, but this isn't me either. It's my body. Like you never phone down here to the to the studio and say body won't be in today. It's sick. We don't say M hand or M leg. It's my hand, my leg, my body, my name. Who am I? We live simultaneously on three planes of understanding. We're spiritual creatures, we have an intellect, and we live in physical bodies. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world, and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. If a person will start to study that and look for the answer, they'll... Hmm. Like, when I saw that, I was like, huh, that's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Because when people ask me, yeah, I say I'm Ashika. Mm-hmm. But like, what does that mean? What What is Ashika? Right? Like, what do I like? What do I not like? What are my, what are my passions? What drives me? What makes me sad? What makes me happy? What do I like to eat? Mm-hmm. You don't think about all those different aspects of who is Alexa? Like, if I asked you today, who is Alexa? Mm-hmm. What would your answer be? It wouldn't be some definition. It, right? would, mo- it would most like, likely. It would be like, I am a wife to my high school sweetheart correct because that's something that i identify with because i've now been with my husband for over 20 years almost 20 years right i would say i'm a mother to three young children exactly Exactly. i would say probably something along the lines of i'm a pizza connoisseur (laughs) right because it's like you have to you, you it doesn't make sense to people like in normal conversation mm-hmm. i'm clapping again <laughs> it's okay. in normal conversation when somebody is like hey my name is so and so you're like my name is blah 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 mm-hmm. and then so and so will be like well you know i work um mm-hmm. i'm in the such and such industry mm-hmm. um i have three children i'm married or i'm divorced mm-hmm. or i'm between partners i'm between jobs mm-hmm. but it's like these are not who okay great this is all tangible material Mm -hmm. things that Mm -hmm. you possess Mm -hmm. it's not who you are but it's considered weird if you ever went up to somebody and were like hey i'm alexa i'm funny i'm witty i have you know bluish green eyes i'm about this feet tall i'm very creative i made a trash truck out of like a little ride-on that i had in my backyard if you went and said that to people they would be like oh she yeah, must be coming something. out the gate yeah. real hot. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, if I went up to people and I was like, well, yeah, my name's Ashika. I like to curl my hair up. Um, I've been using some great products that have made my hair like super curly. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. 
I love to cook. I put on some classical jazz and pour out myself a glass of wine. I love cooking. Indian food is wonderful. Like, can you imagine if we rambled on that way? People would be like, she's either on or just got off medication. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be mad about it, though. And I wouldn't either. I would actually find it refreshing because rather than the whole, like, oh, no, it's so cold today. You know? Like, <laughs> I cannot do the small I mean, talk, sometimes you have to, like, intro with small talk. You but do. I think that's why I like you so much is because we talk about some deep shit. We, we do. Not, but we don't shy away from that. We but don't. It would be nice. It would be it nice. Would be refreshing. But that's what I liked about that little that clip back. is like when he was like, I'm Bob Proctor. He's like, what is that? Those are just two words. He's like, they're names mm -hmm. that your parents gave you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this. It's. I'm not saying that we should stop naming children <laughs> or whatever the case, but I'm saying it, it's not... Alexa Reyes is an arbitrary mm -hmm. word. Mm -hmm. It is who you have become now. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more to Alexa Reyes. There's mm -hmm. so much more to Ashika Meta Ombe mm -hmm. than just my career or was my career or will be my career. Yeah. If we don't define ourselves by our hobbies and our passions because you can't measure those right mm -hmm. and in a world where everything has to be measured there has to be monetary gain mm -hmm. what well what is your hobby if you're not making money right. then it's not really a hobby that's like the first question too right I, I find one of the first questions that i was asked when i was talking to friends and family about starting a podcast and they were like well like, what's your plan with this? Mm -hmm. How how do you expect to monetize this? And exactly. I'm saying, like, I'm not even thinking about that right now. I just want to tell you, in the last week that we've been doing this and how we've been chatting about it, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to my therapist about it over the months that we have been spending time and just, like, chewing on this dream, this side hustle, quote unquote, but really not even a side hustle. It's just more like a, an interest in something that feels meaningful and something that lights us both up. I can see it when I talk to you about it. When you told me about Nari Nest and I was like, I literally, I think one of the first things I said to you was like, how can I get involved? Yeah. Like immediately upon you telling me like your vision, even like one, one piece of the vision you had for it. Cause right. I know you thought about so many different things that you wanted yeah. to do with this. Yeah. And I was like, no, I want a piece of that because it was so beautiful to see how it, how you lit up when you talked about it, that I wanted to get in on it because it felt real and meaningful right? and genuine and needed, you know, like, but I think for the first time in both of our lives, we decided not to monetize green paper that came from a tree, mm -hmm. but we decided to monetize our feelings because mm -hmm. people don't talk about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we live in a world where money is what makes the world go around. Mm -hmm. it, it's this green piece of paper, you know, and I have a story about that that I'll get to later, but it's what about monetizing my feelings? Does that not matter? Does me measuring happiness by my intense joy and, mm -hmm. and all the beautiful hormones that are released in my mind when mm -hmm. I feel this way, mm -hmm. why does that not matter? I think, well, yeah, I think that's even more powerful. And I think that's sort of what I was, what, that's sort of what I was chewing on when, when folks were asking me about the podcast, like, what are you going to do with this? Like, how, where is this going to go? And it was just so interesting, that initial question, because I don't even like 
potentially maybe down the line we'll have ads and maybe, maybe someone will want to sponsor us and yeah, maybe, maybe like people will really be into this um, or maybe not and you know what it's cool because <laughs> right. i what i wanted to say to you i don't think i've said this out loud to you yet but after we did our first episode i was on cloud nine for like a good 48 right. hours plus like anytime i'm ever thinking about it thinking about Nari Ness, chewing on like, oh, here's a topic that we could talk about, or just like, oh, I want to ask Ashika about this, you know? Because I really do feel like when we get together, it feels kind of like church. It feels like- It is. It feels like community, and it feels, I don't know, it feels like being seen. And it, it is feels, being seen. Yeah. And, right. And one thing I was talking, I know I talked to you about this when we went to dinner a couple weeks back, but so- my partner has been slammed at work yeah. and so but that is something that defines him i right. think i think for the male perspective i think what we lead with is i'm a mom i'm a wife i think what they would lead with if they said like what are who are you they would lead with i am a and then insert whatever profession they are right Instead of right. like, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, I'm a golfer, I'm a this, you know, I feel like that's the, that's the thing that, that defines them most. Yeah. I think that's certainly just society. I think it defines them the most also because they, and again, this is a, a large generalization, but I think it's true. It defines them because they get continuity in it. Mm -hmm. We don't. Yeah. Our continuity breaks and stops and starts and stops mm -hmm. because mainly the primary caregiver is the female in most situations there are always exceptions mm -hmm. but when the primary caregiver is the female whatever career or aspiration or side hustle or business or whatever was your passion the continuity will break mm -hmm. when you decide to become a mother mm -hmm. for the secondary caregiver which most of the times in our society is the male that continuity doesn't stop. You don't have to do this stop and reevaluate and recreate and find yourself again because there, there was never a break. Right. You're going, you're going on the same train track and it's going mm -hmm. on a regular schedule. It stops at station B at 8 a.m. Then the next station. Ours does not. Mm -hmm. Ours literally comes to a screeching halt mm -hmm. and then maybe starts to slowly chug mm -hmm. along until it gets back to some level of normalcy. Mm -hmm. And that I think is the biggest reason why we have these moments. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes when I stop and think about it, I feel so privileged to be born as a female because mm -hmm. I get this opportunity mm -hmm. to create and recreate, not just me, mm -hmm. but I get to give this to another human being that I created. Mm -hmm. I know obviously my husband was there too. We both <laughs> did this together, <laughs> but it's this like, this honor of shaping what the future looks like because mm -hmm. women are really the ones that do it right if you think about it mm -hmm. all the emotional needs that your child has mm -hmm. come from you it's an opportunity to to recreate and reshape how they're going to move forward mm -hmm. so it's a powerful responsibility that we should own not just because we're trying to find ourselves but we are literally <laughs> recreating the future mm -hmm. because kids will see it they'll see like just like today when i came into your house your kids were in awe that they heard mommy's voice mm -hmm. 
on the on the internet <laughs> like, they were like oh wow is that mommy that's her voice mm -hmm. but that's showing them something right that's mm -hmm. showing them like yeah i i did i have a piece of the world mm -hmm. too and it's mine mm -hmm. and it and i love it and it's special to me because mm -hmm. i deserve it mm -hmm. and i think that i think that we don't do that we don't think we deserve it and mm -hmm. It's hard to when you're in the like throes of like six, seven hampers of laundry that needs to be folded, groceries that need to be shopped. After they're shopped, you need to clean out the pantry, restock the pantry. <laughs> and the then monotony the monotony of motherhood. The monotony of motherhood. Mm -hmm. The like, oh, the appointments, the school projects that I need to volunteer. In the mix of all of that, where is time for you? There is no time for you. And especially at a stage when people are like really in the little kid stage, mm -hmm. like newborn plus toddler plus just budding elementary age child, mm -hmm. that is a hard time. And you and I talk about that mm -hmm. all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like I've moved a little bit out of that phase in my mm -hmm. life because mm -hmm. now I have an eight, seven and five-year-old. Mm -hmm. My parenting looks very different mm -hmm. from what your parenting might, right? Mm -hmm yours are really littles mm -hmm. i remember being there mm -hmm. it was a really dark place mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. and i was i was completely lost i used to eat so much food before i went to bed i gained so much weight and not even because it's an aesthetic problem but i was unhealthy mm -hmm. and i was like very depressed me and my husband were in a very difficult place in our relationship mm -hmm. it wasn't roses and at, there were points where i was like what the hell this is what i signed up for mm -hmm. and those feelings can be so overwhelming that it's hard to prioritize yourself mm -hmm. but what i do remember is the moments of glimmer in that darkness was always when i had these conversations mm -hmm. with my fellow sisters totally other women that yeah. were in the same damn place that i was i was like oh okay mm -hmm. i'm not batshit crazy i'm mm -hmm. not doing this alone and it will end. That's what used to give me the hope mm -hmm. is when other women would be like, don't worry, there's light at the end of this mm -hmm. tunnel and you will find yourself again. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll believe you when it happens. Yeah. But I feel like I'm there now. Like I've turned the corner. You feel like you're in the light. I'm in the light and I have some essence of me back. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that we lift each other up. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. you say that all the time. I say that all the time. Mm -hmm. It, it takes a community. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said about stocking your community with genuine women who get it. Exactly. Um, exactly. Like you said, the glimmers that you had when you were in the thick of it, when you were in the darkest heart, was when you were speaking to another woman. Yes. And I feel like that is so real because for as codependent as we all are on our partners, there is no way in hell our partner can fulfill every single they piece of us and fill us and make us happy. And obviously that's an inside job, but it's also just, you just need that community. You do. And you I need think, women. and I like that. I like that you said that, right? Because it's like, it's like what, I think that's the other problem is that a lot of us, once you get, married or in a relationship or whatever the label is mm -hmm. for you why do we feel compelled to have our partner fill all of those buckets mm -hmm. that was something that was a huge learning curve for me it took me time to realize that that enye 
who's my husband, by the way, for those of you who don't know me, mm-hmm. cannot be the person that fills all my buckets. Yeah. He just cannot. It's not, and it's not right of me mm-hmm. to expect all that of him. Mm-hmm. But that's why I have my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. That's why I have you. Mm-hmm. That's why I have my best friends since like 10 years before mm-hmm. I even got engaged. That's why I have these different people that fulfill these different yeah. buckets. And once you start to take that giant responsibility off of one person and put it on yourself mm-hmm. to find the people that are going to fill those different buckets, mm-hmm. it's actually exciting because it's like, oh, okay, I can still love my husband. He doesn't have to fully understand me. He can't. Is my, is Kevin or Kevin or Enya ever going to understand what it's like to go through a period? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I could text you or to, I think that that is the other, the other thing is finding, finding your buckets. Who are yes. your buckets? Yeah, no, that's and who's it. filling them? Yeah, I think, well, this is filling the bucket for me. Like I was saying earlier on, um, my husband has been just working insane hours. And one of my good friends just talked about this the other day that she, so we talk about, we commiserate that we're so codependent. Um, I w- I'm saying like, I'm just now like kind of getting out of the throes of con- I'm 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 aware of it now. Yes. <laughs> I'm aware of it now. I can't say that I'm done being codependent because right. that's just like deep shit that will always be with me <laughs> but like now I'm aware of it so now I can try and I don't know somehow yes fill my fill my bucket yes other ways right so my husband's working crazy hours he comes out oh my friend was saying yeah I was talking to my therapist about it and she was saying huh it kind of sounds like emotions are like the flu in your house and I was like, that is That's interesting. Deep. Yeah. And that is real. It is. Because I'm working on that right now in this moment. In no way, shape, or form do I have any of this down pat. But I'm really trying to work on shit more and more. Um, but that was it. My husband came out of his office. He's stressed out of his mind. He's got a million things to do. You can feel the energy shift. I was on a high because we had just like nailed the podcast. We were just like, yeah, feeling good about it. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, we, re- we, you know, we recorded our first episode. And he's like, I've got so much to do. And usually I would absorb that yeah. and I would take that okay. on. And then I would feel like, there, what can I do in order to help or uh, solve this uncomfortability? But I was... I'm learning. I'm trying so hard to be like, that is not mine. He's not trying to give it to me. I shouldn't even try to pick it up because it's not mine to have those. He's not making me feel this way. He feels that way. So that's fine. He can feel that way. And I can feel the way I feel, which is completely elated and on cloud nine (laughs) in this moment, you know? So that was something that was so beautiful though, because instead of his emotion, being the flu to me and me catching his emotion of, you know, kind of just negative energy and stress, I was able to say like, no, I'm not going to pick that up. Right. I could see that on you. And I'm sorry that you feel that way. And I mean, it's just something that he has to do. I can't, I can be like, yes, do you want to rage quit right now? Or (laughs) did you need to go back and talk to a bunch of clients, you know? But But that, that's what you said though. That's what we do as moms. Right? When your kid comes up to you and throws like the craziest tantrum because you gave them the red cup of water instead of the yellow one, you immediately start to feel that stress. It's it's like biological for us Mm. to take the stress of our children, 
scramble it, decode it, and put it back out into something healthy. Mm -hmm. It's what we do. Mm -hmm. So we then just start to apply that to everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. We take stuff in and we take it in deep mm -hmm. and we feel like we have to problem solve and put it back out there in something that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's who, it's what we do. So I think that's part mm -hmm. of finding yourself and detangling that identity. Mm -hmm. I don't have to take your stuff. I can be there for you yeah. and I can listen. I can be a sounding board, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to take your negative energy, especially if I'm in a positive place. Right. No, I'm good. Yeah. I understand you're going through something really difficult, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to bring that energy onto me. And I think that's part of setting boundaries, mm -hmm. which is really hard mm -hmm. for moms. But if you don't set boundaries, then you can't, then you don't have a safe place to play mm -hmm. and find yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. It's real. But I feel like, oh, this episode could go on and on because there's so much to finding. <laughs> there's so much to, to finding yourself. But all of that being said, I think we had some really great takeaways that I was writing down. I want to like put out like a call to action okay. for our followers and anybody that feels that they can relate to this where they feel lost and they're trying to find themselves. I think, I think the biggest thing that has helped me is being able to visualize what it is that I want next. Mm. And a vision board mm -hmm. is a great way to do that. Mm. Um, but you can't just have a vision board without understanding what you're doing. So I think some of the takeaways from our conversation mm -hmm. should be the guiding force for creating that vision board. So my, my request to our followers and anybody that feels that they want to do something and find themselves is I'm going to just kind of run through a few takeaways that I think are important and to channel those into an actual action plan for yourselves. We talked about feeling feeling like not everything needs to be related to money, right? Mm -hmm. I want our listeners to monetize the feeling. Take the feeling and make that your currency. If there's something out there that makes you happy, even if it, you don't see a cent coming in, I want you to monetize the feeling. So that's my first action for our listeners. The second thing, you said this, Alexa, you want to be seen. We all want to be seen outside of the curtain of mom or wife or sister. What does being seen mean to you? I want you to take time to figure that out. Chew Write it down. That. Chew on it. Yeah. What is it? If somebody journal was, about that, yeah. that's a good journal prompt. That's a great journal what prompt. What does being seen mean, mean to you? What does it mean to you outside of all the labels, the raw, unstripped version of you? What does it mean to be seen? Mm -hmm. Right. And then the other thing, your buckets. Who are your buckets? Mm -hmm. Find your buckets and give them labels and be very clear about who's filling those. Like for me, when it comes to rational, like anything rational, logical, that's going to heat somebody that's going to be very clear in helping me like remove extra, like extraneous emotions and feelings. That's my husband. He's my logical bucket. Mm -hmm. My feel good. And I want to just chat and explore and dream you fill a lot of that bucket. Mm -hmm. So for me, there's Alexa, there's plenty of other buckets. So who are your buckets? Find your buckets mm -hmm. and who fills them so that you can be clear that it's not one person that's going to do all of that for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And then what you just said, don't catch the feeling flu. Mm -mm. <laughs> don't catch the feeling flu. Mm -mm. Figure out who are those triggers in your life. Like mm -hmm. who, 
who do you catch the flu from the most? My partner, 100%. And for most of us, 100%. that's probably it. But I'm there might be other people, it. right? I was proud of myself. The other day, I did not catch the feeling. You flu. didn't. But for some people, it's their mom. Typically, right? Ooh, that's a big one. For a lot of people, it's mom. Mm -hmm. For other people, it's mom-in-law. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I feel like a lot of times it's a female, but you just you never oh, know. Yeah, you okay. never know. Mm -hmm. But I think those are, those are my calls to action to our listeners. Monetize your feeling. Yeah, make like that your you currency. Take the feeling and make that your currency. Make that your currency. Mm -hmm. Find what means what it means to you to be seen. Mm -hmm. What is that? And then find your buckets. Mm -hmm. Who who are your buckets? Yeah. And then finally, don't catch the feeling flu. Don't catch the feeling flu. I also <laughs> want to say with regards to potentially creating your own vision board, I know some of our listeners live out of state, live out of country. Shout out to Germany. What what? <laughs> um, Brazil. Hey. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just like take a minute to think about potentially making a vision board. I know I made one because we were chatting about potentially setting up some sort of event to have yep. nearby to yep. create a vision board, um, to set your intentions, to try and manifest what you want for the coming months and years. So I did that ahead of time just so I can get my mind right. Um, something that, um, kind of kept me on track was thinking of my life currently as it is and then now trying to envision an elevated version of that life and what exactly does that look like like what would my dream life look like you know if every if I didn't if I had all the time in the world what would I want to fill that with if if I had all the babysitters and nannies helping me whenever I wanted what what does that look like and so yeah I was able to create that vision board but I thought that was interesting because Ultimately, you are worthy of your wildest dreams. Hundred and thousand percent. The wilder, the better. Yeah. <laughs> the it's wilder, time to start the dreaming again, man. Yeah, we don't do that. Let's do it. We don't do that, and it it's what we do as kids. No, but you did it because you made this. I did it because it took me a you while. Dreamed it up. I dreamed it up, and I put myself first for the first time ever since I've had kids. So, about eight years. <laughs> Yeah. It only took me eight years, yeah. but hey, there's no better time than now. Right? There's never a uh, too, you're never too. It's never too late to start. There's never a right time or wrong time to start something. No, you know there isn't. So, like we always say, there's no way in hell we can do this thing alone. So let's do it together. See you next week, guys. <laughs>